0: Good evening everyone, Joshna here. Kia ora, Namaskar. greetings. So today I want to talk a little bit about blind spots and how, it, how easy it is not to see things that are so um, visible to others. I remember many years ago I was doing sculpture, this was in the late 80s and I was doing a large piece in the Western Springs Park and uh, a sculpture symposium and it was only be called Indigenous Youth, and I'd been working on it for quite a while. It was a very large piece in Henry of stone, and then all of a sudden I looked around and there was this big piece in my sculpture that I had just completely not seen, just completely overlooked. And it was amazing because, on the one hand, it was like, Wow, how could I have not seen that? And then on the other hand, it was really great because I could just really get stuck into it. So, so, so it is sometimes with different things. And today, when I was looking over my my um, notes for my ketan, for the ketan course I'm giving next week, I realised that I overlooked talking about the dance, that I had mentioned um, how Western ketan dance isn't very, um, is, is, is not very developed, and there isn't really very much of a sense of getting lost in that sort of ecstatic bliss that I've seen in Ra. I had mentioned that, but I didn't really talk about the diversity that I saw there and um, how powerful it is. Like I, I'd also been, I also forgot to mention that you know in, in Indian music there's a sense that there's no vocal harmony and that in, in a sense that's true but there is harmony and I find it I find it in the, the beautiful and the powerful drum rhythms the way there's this interplay between the drums and the vocals and the sounds of, of the drums and um, patterns, and yeah, even the, the um, pitch of the drums creates this beautiful harmony and diversity as well. They complement the, the singing as well as um, um, create, you know, a huge variety of sound. So it's not really that straightforward at all, you know, the movements you'll see, they're like, they move, they're moving forwards and backwards, they're moving side to side. They're spinning, they're going clockwise, they're going anticlockwise. And all of these movements have some bearing on their relationship with Hari, with the God. And, you know, you can just see them with their, you know, sweat pouring off their body and how they're just giving their everything into the performance. You know, in Western Ketan, people just, um, many of us, including myself, just tend to close our eyes and get lost in the sound. But in Rari Ketan, you could never afford to do that because it's so incredibly dynamic. And I was um, reminiscing uh, about some of the Ketan groups that I'd seen. There's the the Rajuas, for example, their background, traditional background, is soldiers. Um, And you can see that in the the style of dance, even though there's many similarities between the groups, the many, but there's also... um, uniqueness and and theirs is particularly fierce you know they have this incredibly powerful martial like precision in their dance and then there's the mahatos whose um traditional work is agriculture and their dance the mahato teams are very powerful very dynamic there's also this strong sense of groundedness there being connected to the earth and then there's this tribal tribal group who are were full of, you know, joyful exuberance and had incredible speed. And then there was the Brahman group, which were um, more slow, more considered in their dance movements, more simple in many ways, not so choreographed. So each one had their own unique style of Ketan dance. And um, now just imagining that in future, recent Ketan will also develop similarly, different groups will have their own particular styles. And uh, will make it so much more colourful. So, with that said, I wish you good night, and um, thank you so much for listening. And talk tomorrow. Bye bye.